All right, so guys, we'll continue with basically a normal Wednesday for us. We'll keep the majority of this week as structured as we can to what a normal week would be for back in Jersey practicing. So get the guys out this morning, get their bodies moving, kind of wake them up a little bit, have some exchange periods. You know, we'll make sure we get some prep on the Chargers, come back in the afternoon, we'll have an extensive walkthrough with the players, make sure we get a good jump on what we're going to do and come back here tomorrow and Friday, really hit the ground running some practice. You know, before we start in terms of our prep, you know, I'd like to thank the University of Arizona, the coaching staff, the athletic department. They've done a great job hosting us. Uh, they couldn't be more hospitable. The facilities are great. The people are friendly. The food's really good. So no complaints. Players are, you know, being well taken care of. So the entire facility's basically been made like it's ours, which is, uh, you know, we couldn't ask for more right there. So it's been a great setup in terms of staying out here, being able to work. It's been great for the team as far as being together, getting some time away. Uh, but right now we got to focus back in and get to work. We've got a really good opponent coming up. So specifically speaking about the Chargers, you know, obviously, this is a very explosive team. You know, it's a team with some explosive weapons on offense. They got a very, very talented young quarterback who can make a lot of plays, extend plays, very accurate passer. He really fuels the entire offense. You talk about how, you know, Lombardi's really structuring the offense. There's similarities to that New Orleans background he has in terms of how he's using a lot of the players. Talk about Eckler. There's similarities to either the Sproles, Ingram, Kamar type comparison, but really doing a good job getting this guy in space, getting all linebackers, creating catch and run opportunities. He's one of the most, you know, dependable players in the league right now in terms of just consistently producing yards and moving the sticks. You talk about Mike Williams, you know, Keenan Allen in terms of being downfield threats. These guys, every time you think they're covered, between the accuracy of the quarterback and the ability to make contested catch, these guys come up with big play after big play. It's definitely something defensively we're going to have to do a good job in terms of being a balanced team, stop the run, stop the pass. Situational football will be huge for us. This team does a great job extending drives, staying on the field. They stay ahead of the sticks on early downs, leads in a lot of third down conversions. They're not afraid to go for it on fourth down, which makes a lot of situational football come up anywhere and so how we have to play to get off the field when we have the opportunities. You know, talking about their defense, obviously, you know, Brandon's background being a defensive guy. There's a lot of similarities in some of the defense seen this year. Talk about his background with Fangio and Denver, what the similarities, what the Rams are doing, but it's really his defense. You know, it's his stamp. He's using his players to their strengths. He's got a lot of really, really talented players that can get after you in the pass rush. He's got very talented defensive backs on the back end. They're very disruptive. You talk about this team to our team, it's really all about turnovers to start with. The pressure they put on your quarterback, the pressure they put on your receivers down the field, the force fumbles, creating extra opportunities for their offense. They really take advantage of that as a team. It's something they have a lot of success off of. We're going to do a good job protecting up front, giving time for the quarterback, open and running lanes for our backs, get them going in space. We've got to take advantage of opportunities to make plays that are in front of us and extend drives and stay on the field. You know, in terms of Darius Swinton and the kicking game, uh, Darius guy I'm familiar with. We've seen him several times before in the past. Saw him last year when he's the assistant for Arizona. They've got an explosive returner back there in Andre Roberts. This guy's been one of the top guys in the league now for, you know, about a decade. You know, from going against him personally, you know, you know what kind of a strong run this guy is, how opportunistic he is to get vertical, make it tackle him. He'll look to stretch the field, but wherever you give him lanes, he's going to stick his foot in the ground and take it. They can really put pressure on your protection in terms of rushes, whether it's their field goal block or their punt rushes. They do a great job in the return game of getting it started. They've got good specials. They had some transition specialists this year. Those guys are executing at a high level right now. So in all three phases, we have to play good complementary football. We need a really good week of prep to get out here and be able to play together as a team, give ourselves a chance. Being settled open with any questions you have. Well, what to Tucson, what's the story about uh, how you came here? Well, real simple. You know, we look at the schedule and you see that we've got, you know, an extended trip from going all the way down to Miami, all the way out to the West Coast. And when you talk about the prep of your team, the first thing you always think about is the and there's a lot of just lag time and you know wear and tear goes on our bodies throughout the year, but especially when you start piling on those long flights. So to fly all the way down to Miami, fly all the way back to Jersey, fly all the way out to the West Coast, that's something that over the course of a week, there's you know extra put on their bodies you want to go ahead and eliminate as best you can. We thought it was best for our team physically to go ahead and keep them in the heat, going from Miami, come out here to Arizona before we go to LA. That's a stadium 
that you know from playing it last year we found out it's a warm stadium it's kind of a greenhouse effect at that glass ceiling really locks that heat coming in right there so we want to stay in a warmer climate keep our guys out here and it was an opportunity to cut some miles off in terms of jet lag because you could have gone to houston or phoenix or someplace like that uh, it's great that you're here but why tucson there's a lot of reasons it worked out i'd say ultimately it was the best fit altogether you know in terms of the area the opportunity to get the players away being in a great town you know there's something about a college town in terms of just the atmosphere and just kind of a lighter feeling it's good sometimes to give the guys a break get them back in that atmosphere get around some college athletes you know the the intermixing of the players sometimes in these situations is really invaluable you know you see the college guys lifting in the weight room being in the training room our guys you know, have the opportunity to talk to these guys and just kind of you know refresh themselves a little bit so it's an opportunity for us in terms of team building anytime you can get a team just kind of away together that's an opportunity you want to go ahead and take. So you have training camp, you go through the rigors of the season, you get an opportunity at this point, you're about two-thirds of the way through. It's a great opportunity to go ahead and just get your team away together and prep. So the physical expectations and also location-wise, this place had the university, had the facilities, had a coaching staff we have some familiarity with. Obviously, they were very hospitable to us. A lot of places don't entertain this. They couldn't have been more welcoming. So we're actually in there right now. They're getting ready for a big recruiting weekend they have this week. Uh, we're doing a good job really working together on sharing copy machines and, you know, kind of snack rooms and coffee machines, things of that nature. But it's been really good. There's guys in the office who have played for the Giants, who have worked in the league before. There's a lot of familiarity in this business. So it's a small world when you get together. But I'll tell you what, it's been really good so far working. Has, has, uh, has Daniel been going uh, through any more further tests, and is there any update on his He status? has. In terms of the updates right now, he still hasn't been clear for contact. He'll continue to go through practice. He did last week. He'll throw with the team, he'll move, he's in all the meetings. We'll see if anything changes in terms of status, uh, but he's not been clear for contact sure. yet. Anything behind? I'll come back to answer our question. Anything besides the neck strain at this point? Uh, the diagnosis really is on you know the medical team right there, but he's dealing with the neck right now. We'll see where that goes. So he's had you know obviously evaluations right after, and now he's had more. So like, what are you, are you thinking something can change, or is there no timeline still? There's not an immediate timeline. This could change, you know, quickly it could change over time you know talking to the doctors and the medical team there's some things they're just waiting in terms of just make sure that he's clear for contact so when it comes to necks backs things of that nature look we're not going to take any risks with our players can you, can you rule out season ending yet or there's nothing at this point that we've been told that would indicate this would be season ending how optimistic are you that he'll return possibly next week uh i'm optimistic about it every week so knowing that he's out here working with us that's a good sign if he wasn't on the field, if he wasn't clear to go out there and throw and do the physical activity and the moving, right now it's more about the contact. So once the doctors give us that green light, then obviously we'll push forward with it. How is he handling this? Uh, again, not to speak directly for Daniel. I know that he's a guy that always wants to be out here. He's trying to be as patient as can be, and he's definitely a team-first guy. So he's good for the other quarterbacks in the room in terms of helping them with their prep. But at the same time, he's preparing like he's going to play as well. So I'm not saying it's easy for him. I think Daniel does a very good job of kind of you know, staying very level and keep him very collected. Uh, when he has something to say, he can walk in my office and vent to me at any point, and we can talk it on through. But in terms of being around the other players and the team, you know, he keeps it very even keel. Are there long-term concerns associated with this potentially? Well, I think that's part of the, uh, the caution right now going into it, so we don't create a long-term concern. Joe, where, <clears throat> where do you guys stand quarterback-wise going out today? Will Jake be getting most of the first team Jake reps? will get the majority of the reps today. Mike's still in the protocol. He's moving along at that pace. We're optimistic he's going to be fully cleared and get ready to play. Mike will be with the trainers uh, for the most part of the morning walkthrough. He'll do some things with us. In the afternoon, he'll be back out here and active through the walkthrough. Tomorrow will be a non-contact practice, which, to be honest, for all of our quarterbacks, really every practice on Thursday is non-contact. Friday will be a uh, practice he should be cleared full for. Again, the contact portion for a quarterback on Friday is lighter, 
We'll have to put him through some design drills to make sure he's safe to go out there on Sunday, just as we do with Daniel earlier in the year coming off the Dallas game. In terms of, you know, the involvement of the quarterbacks, we're preparing, you know, all the guys involved, especially, you know, Mike coming off the protocol, Jason with the majority of reps today, Lewerke, and then uh, Thorson's rejoined us as well. He's actually working right now just with the COVID issue, uh, which we've had no new tests, there's been no new positives, but Thorson's actually working remotely for the meetings, and then he'll be in person with us for the practice. Um, do you expect Mike to start then on Sunday? Assuming everything clears the protocol, I would. And we have nothing at this point that would say he wouldn't clear. Uh, so we'll wait and see where that goes. But we're going to prepare Jake as if he's a starter today. And, and, and Mike, I mean, just to be clear, you want Mike to start, right? I mean, he's experienced. You know, you know, he's like interested. You know, I want to see Jake or anything like that. If Mike's healthy and clear, he's to start. The quarter. At this moment, if Mike was he- healthy and clear, we expect Mike to start. In terms of Jake, you know, this is a really good opportunity this week to see him practice and prepare and get a further look at him. What's your evaluation of Gary Brightwell? He's somebody who went to the University of Arizona, running back here. You know, was on a tough team last year, but but made the Giants and playing on special teams and backing up Saquon. How's he doing? So he's doing a really good job for us. You know, Gary's a guy that you know when we drafted him. You know, the idea with Gary is bring him in. He's got to be an impact special teams core player in this league for a long time. Develop as a running back. You know, can he give you a backup depth? Can he eventually be a starter? He'll grow in that role and kind of define that for himself. But all the while, while he's developing as a running back. He's a guy that should be an impact player in a kicking game. You need these players on your roster. You fill out the roster, you ideally want to carry three to four running backs, and that third and fourth running back have to be impact in the kicking game. You know, your first and second have to have roles within situations, but that third and fourth guy to be on the roster and be at the game, they've got to make plays for you in coverage in the return game. He's a guy that's coming as a young player. He's made a lot of plays for us so far. He's really demonstrated that what we thought he could be, he will be. He's far from where he's going to be. He keeps on developing as a player. He's a hard worker. He's a tough kid. You know, he comes to work every day with a good attitude. I know he's excited to be back here. When we told him we were going to University of Arizona, he kind of, you can see the smile in the meeting room with him. Um, but he's done a good job. He's done a real good job. We're so happy we have him. Follow up on that. Did he give any restaurant recommendations or anything like that? Not, not to me, but I'm sure it's because he doesn't want to see me in public. Joe, uh, where was Daniel evaluated further on Monday? Here? He actually went to L.A. with Ronnie Barnes and saw a doctor up there. So on the West Coast, there's some doctors been familiar with things of necks, and that's where they went. So it's a doctor they've been in contact with from the beginning. You know, the world's a lot smaller now with technology. So even though we're in New York, when injury happens, you have doctors in New York, you have doctors in, you know, sometimes Carolina, sometimes Birmingham, Alabama, sometimes L.A. that weigh in on second opinion. So being on the West Coast, they took the opportunity to go out there and talk to a specialist and get a second opinion. Just to so circle we'll, back on something. So will he revisit that same doctor since you guys are now going to L.A.? I don't have an answer on that this moment, Pat. You know, I wouldn't rule that out, but I can't tell you something's definitely planned. Well, that's what I was going to ask timeline-wise. I mean, is he kind of out for this week then? Because if things didn't go you know, the way it needed to on Monday, are you going to keep reevaluating this week? Or is it- I wouldn't say anything didn't go the way it needed to go on Monday. It was more or less you well, know, check, checking for an opinion to see where he's going to be. I'll talk to Ronnie and that team today after practice, whoever progresses to. <clears throat> Any further updates on Kadarius or Sterling or Dory? Yeah, so all three will be out here today kind of in, in mixed capacities. All three at some point will be with the trainers. Uh, at some capacity to be with us. It's a little bit of a lighter day in the afternoon. Today we'll get the guys' bodies moving throughout practice. Um, you know, Shep had a real good workout for us on Sunday. We'll see where that, you know, turns the corner. If he can get to the game this week. If he can, obviously we'd like to have him. Same with KT, same with Adoree. I know all three of those guys are pushing to get back out there as fast as possible. Uh, we'll see how they do today in practice. I wouldn't say today's practice is going to rule in or out anybody, but we'll really see how they start moving the team tomorrow. How about Kenny? Kenny, obviously, is... Give me one more second. So in terms of Kenny... Uh, yeah, we expect Kenny to be out here again. He'll be in that mix of somewhat with the trainers, somewhat with us. You know, some of these guys will be more involved in the walkthrough portion than they will the full speed portion. 
uh, but we expect Kenny to go through practice this week and push through his game. The other local kid, obviously, Blake Martinez. What has he meant to the organization, and really what has the loss of him meant to the organization? Well, I think Blake's made an impact on and off the field just through how he works, prepares, and performs. He's definitely a leader. He's been voted a captain now multiple times by his teammates. Blake's a guy that's he's very intelligent. All right, He sees the big picture. He's a guy that's been on you know numerous teams at you know, different spots. He's been able to step back and talk to a lot of guys in our program in terms of you know the process of doing things. He's been a guy who's not an old guy, but he's an older guy for a lot of guys on our roster who's been able to go ahead and share, you know, his experiences and what we have to do to be successful. You know, now when you lose a guy like Blake, you know, there's a lot of guys got to step up and take on those roles. The one thing he's done a great job for us is the entire time he's been away from the team in terms of being active with the injury, he's stayed involved off the field through the prep, the communication, and kind of staying a little bit in the background at the same time of giving these guys the platform to be the leaders, be the signal callers but then also meet with these guys separately and behind doors to kind of give them some information and close the gap for them. You know, I'd say, look, the coach has done a great job with Tay Crowder, really bring him along as a young player developing for us. Blake's done a really great job with him as well. Tay's a guy that Blake's very close with off the field, but he's really helped him take over a lot of the roles on the field, and that's helped push our defense productively forward. With with Saquon, he's not a a smaller guy. Uh, There was a play the other day where early he just, you know, ran out of bounds. you know, without trying to get the extra yards and uh, went down on another play and you know, did that spin in the middle of the field. Uh, how much is that made something you'd be wanting to have a conversation with? I mean, you're an offense that, like, you're fighting for every yard, right? And your running back isn't necessarily, you know, putting his head down to try and get those extra yards at times. Yeah, I would, you I'm would... not going to question this guy's toughness or competitiveness. I'm going to put that out there right now. So. In terms of having Saquon on the field, he's going to be on the field for us. He's got to be an impact player for us. We're going to keep finding ways to get in the ball. Handoffs, tosses, screens, passes, whatever it takes. You know, we're going to find ways to put the ball in his hands and let him make plays. He's a tough dude. He's a competitive dude. He's a leader on this team. He's got great value for our organization. I love having him out here. So, no, I'm not going to question this guy's toughness at all. Would you like him to put his head down, though, in those spots? Like every, every, to get those every play is different situation. Every play is different situation. I'm not going to let one play here or there, what it may look like, be magnified into, you know, broad scope picture of somebody you know I see this guy competing every day coming out of practicing hard dealing with a lot of things that you know the public doesn't always see or know about uh, I'm pleased with this guy puts the team first and works the natural thing though is, is he worried is he worried about the injury you know the injury I mean he has had this run of injuries there is that something you talk have talked to him about or feel the need to talk to him about I think it's a question he has to answer I don't see him working that way I don't see him playing that way uh, when there's time for certain players coming out of games of bumps and bruises, we may kind of pull back on them naturally. But that's not something that I've ever seen Saquon pull himself back. I've never seen him tap out of something. I've never seen him look for an excuse or an avenue to get out of work. So in terms of the approach, I see the guy coming to work every day and pushing forward. And that's what we ask of our players. 